Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of Chew Gum and Get Limber, hosted by myself, Brennan Clark, and my good friend, Avery Greeson. Hello. Avery just got back from uh, Tennessee, right? I did, yeah. yeah. It was a trip. It was supposed to be 10 days. We decided on 5, if that's any indication of how... It, I'm just kidding. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was a good time. That's uh, cool. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's why we're a little late getting this episode up. Uh, but yeah, we're super stoked about it. Um... We first, before we get into the album that we're going to be talking about, I wanted to to talk about some local music, and I guess uh, I guess today we're using the word local pretty pretty liberally because I want to talk about a friend of ours from uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, that uh, performs as Nordista Freeze, um, and he just released a song I think about a week ago called Fight Song, and it's really good. He does this sort of like psych indie garage pop. Yeah, if that's you think it, that's it's a like fair that way to for that? sure, but there it's sort of like almost fifties inspired as mm-hmm. well. I don't know. He's like an amalgamation of things. Yeah, and, and that's great. probably <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah, I had only I had only heard the song live. Uh, I heard it several times live before, and so it was cool to hear you know a recorded version. But it's definitely I have a very fond memory of of being drunk at a venue here in town and jumping on stage and dancing around like an idiot to that song. So yeah. <laughs> it has a, has a very special place in my heart, yeah. for sure. It's very good. Freeze is a star, and we just wanted to mention him and his greatness. <laughs> yes, yeah. So check out his music. All his music's great, but Fight Song just came out, and it's really good. Um, so yeah, today we're talking about um, Ultimate Success Today by Proto Martyr. It is, what, what, I think this is their fifth album, their right? Their fifth album, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Avery uh, got me into them initially on their their uh, the album before this one. I haven't gotten into their older uh, older work, but this 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 album and the album before it, I think, are, are both really really awesome. Yeah, I think they're like if if uh, y- you can use the the term post punk to describe many many things that aren't like similar, but this album's uh, uh, I think like just a great example of of really refined uh, post punk. I guess like two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. you know, just totally, kind of that totally. kind of thing. Yeah, using the word refined next to post punk is a funny thought. Too. Yeah, exactly. Because usually um, the uh, the idea is that you know punk is sort of like a little uh, un- unpredictable and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, this is just like a a, a great. Uh, collection of songs yeah definitely yeah. i think it's it's definitely refined in terms of of the lyricism especially um some of the lyrics are just nuts um so yeah i liked it for sure uh what do you think of the first song the opener the first song uh in my brain you know it's like clearly an opener it it, it kind of sizzles for a minute and it gives you a little bit but it uh, it's uh mostly pretty subdued which is cool um but immediately sets the tone for how how dark and real this album is in terms of the lyrics of immediately creeping into your brain and kind of giving you a dose of the darkness that is to come. Yeah, yeah, dense, dark, and driving are sort of the words that I, I wrote down to describe it for sure, and it, it definitely sets the tone for the 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 aggressive pessimism that yeah. you're about to, <laughs> to encounter. Um, I, I read, too, that the she in the, that it references in the first uh, verse is a reference to the she from the last album, like oh, the, oh, the yeah. lyric is she is trying to reach you. Yeah, she is trying um, to reach yeah. you. Yeah, and so I thought that was kind of a cool tie-in to like open the first song with a um, yeah. with a reference to the last album. A cool way to cool way to tie it together. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. It's kind of funny on this album. Uh, it it kind of takes a second to sink in, and, and the 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 lyrics are like we said, like dense, and they're they're really. Um, literary at times too which makes it i mean like a little more difficult to like figure out what he's saying without some context but um the the more you read into it the more you notice how they they kind of reference 
their previous works within these works without outwardly saying it really uh, too much, which is really cool. Kind of ties all of their albums together in, in a way that is really intricate. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Totally. Yeah. I think, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think he uh, he said the last song or the second to last song uh, was, he in some interview, he said that he felt like the last song, the ending of this album was sort of a, himself tying all yeah. of their albums together. A culmination of all mm-hmm. their previous works. And yeah, stuff, totally, which totally. Cool. Yeah, which, yeah, you can kind of tell it, it, it feels connected to their, yeah. their past catalog. We'll get to sure. that song, but yes, yes it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Joe Casey is Joe his Casey, name. Joe Casey, that's the yeah. singer. Does he is is Protomar him or is it a band? It's a it's a band. It's the yeah. four 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 fellas, <laughs> all from Detroit. They're they're from Detroit originally. Um, yeah, Joe Casey sings and writes the lyrics while there's a guitar, bass, and drum uh, accompaniment. Um, my favorite things about it is that no one seems to really outshine. It doesn't seem like it's the go- the, the, the Joe Casey party or the, the, the guitarist's name is uh, Greg Ahey, I think is how you pronounce his last name. They, they, I feel like they all they play off of each other in such a way that, that they lift each other up while just making this. This is proto-martyr. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. like so distinct, I guess. I agree, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Great, great band for sure. Uh, yeah, the next song is called uh, Processed by the Boys, and I like this one as well. Yeah. The uh, the hits in the beginning uh, kind of reminded me of that Black Midi song. Yeah, that I think... Beam, beam. Yeah, <laughs> I, is it, I've always thought it, imagined it as being boom, 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 because the hits are kind of like boom, boom. That makes sense. But that's could be entirely false. Um, I don't know. But yeah, that reminds me, of, <laughs> I mean, the band itself reminds me of Black Midi a little bit. Yeah, like definitely. Together, kind but, of um, a borderline experimental sort of mm-hmm. noisy and stuff yeah. like that i believe this this, this was the fur was this the first single i can't remember if this was the first single. it was one of them i believe yeah, yeah but this was one of the singles from the album i feel like it's uh definitely like um it, it kind of plays into that sort of like you said the big hits it's almost industrial mm-hmm. but i feel like the uh the uh the lyrics kind of like are are sorry that was the turn of, the, of a page the <laughs> lyrics kind of reference um, what seems to be uh, the very current social and political climate of, of 2020 totally. and this time. But I thought it was funny that like all of, all of this album was pretty much written a year ago. It was written in 2019, oh, so, wow. um, which is kind of cool. So the first line of this album, one of the first lines in the first verse is um, a foreign disease washed up, washed up upon the beach, um, which... Uh, I mean, obviously, at first I was like, oh, you know, coronavirus, everybody, whatever. But it turns out, like, this song is directly in, in reference to um, the the um, the immigrant immigration and customs mm. enforcement. You sure, know, yeah, ICE, yeah. ICE, as everyone mm. knows them. Yeah. So um, I guess what he's saying there is is just kind of, like, mocking the sentiment that, that immigrants are some sort of disease or whatever that... It's kind of like dark and, and, and crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's crazy how it, it relates to what's happening exactly right now, too. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty like nuanced uh, take on sort of like systemic brutality, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because the the first couple verses are sort of ironically acting like it's the this big dark dramatic thing, and then yeah. he sort of goes on to say that no, it's a little more like. You know they'll they'll lock you up with a smile on their face, yeah, kind of thing. And absolutely, it's, it's sort of more hidden and subtle and and stuff like that. I think the 
one lyric, I didn't really like the lyric that much, but it captures that idea, is when he's sort of mockingly and melodramatically talking about how bad all these problems are, he, he calls it a cosmic grief beyond all comprehension. Yeah. Which, for some reason, I didn't like that lyric in particular, because all the other lyrics were very, like, grounded and, and, and rooted in reality, and that one just seems, like, heady and hyperbolic. But yeah, I, I get, get it also. Yeah. It's a, it, it, it captures the, the sentiment very well. Well, I like that lyric in that it's also followed by... Uh, a giant beast turning mountains into black holes. I love that one. That's yeah. crazy. So I feel like that kind of all works for me in the way that it's like it. it it's kind of it, it is very human. All of these problems, mm -hmm. but it, it it seems so like un un fixable. I don't know. That's not yeah. the word I wanted to use. But it, it's like it, it does seem like it comes from. It's so powerful. The darkness we live in sure, that it, sure. it does seem like it kind of comes from. Somewhere that's even deeper than a human can come from. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's I mean, kind of yeah, that, that, that's a good point. I guess yeah. if anything is worthy of hyperbole, it's the negativity of the current times. Of the current times, that yeah, would, I would say. I guess that would make sense. Turning for mountains sure. into black holes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I guess, sure. yeah, maybe appropriate. But for some reason, that lyric, I don't know why that one, as opposed to others, didn't land with me. But on when I, I listened yeah. to it, but I also I understand yeah, it for sure. It's cool. Yeah. I also really like the, uh, I see you have it written here, mm -hmm. Tattered Amalian. Yes, my uh, first of many words that I, I look up on this album. This album is full of words I have never heard before. So I, yeah. I basically spent the entire time, like, Google searching. I had to, I just left, I let my, I left my tab up and just left the word definition in it, and mm -hmm. I would I would just go back and paste in whatever yep, word. whatever. So Tattered Amalian, meaning, um, you know, tatter, tattered, uh, pieced together, but it's in reference to the uniforms, uh, that mm -hmm. the officers are wearing when they, when they switch from being, like, their regular cop uniforms to being dressed in, like, military-grade uniforms, which is what we're seeing everywhere now, and how some of those military-grade uniforms were left over from, like, tours in Baghdad and stuff, so yeah. they've seen battle, which just kind of, to me, influences the people who are wearing them to want to see battle more yeah. than, like, fix things, mm -hmm. uh, which is their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I just love it's it. Crazy. When, I, I love it when a word like perfectly captures the idea, and right. tattered Amalian was the right word. Uh, absolutely, for sure. it was yeah, cool word. And I, I love learning from mm -hmm. music, uh, you know, especially vocabulary. So that kind of definitely that's cool. That I, I like that he like like I said, it's very literary. Yeah. All of his his words are really really specifically picked and really just specific in themselves, and that they they describe something that that is is so. Um, on the nose, if you know what it's talking, you know if you know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I guess totally. Yeah, kind of exactly. Um, moving away from thematic content, though, I, I did like I like all the horns on this. Oh song. my gosh, it's great! Yeah, and the clarinet on this song in particular was was sick. Um, yeah, I agree. I thought maybe it it it. Let's see. What did I write here? <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a clarinet or like a saxophone, but I think it's a bass clarinet, right? I, is that what it is? On this one, I think it was just a regular. There, there. I was having a hard time on a lot of the tracks figuring out what, whether it was a saxophone yeah. or a clarinet. I think this one was a regular clarinet. There was, but there was definitely some sax and mm -hmm. bass clarinet and all it's other stuff all over the funny, place. Funny, so it could have like, been. Yeah, I feel like um, horn sections in songs usually really brighten things up, mm -hmm. but these just kind of like tie in all the kind of stabby bits the rest yeah. of the band are doing with mm -hmm. this kind of like along with the lyrics, it just kind of um, it's a, a kind of tells its own story but draws in all the darkness with itself. Yeah. I, I feel like, oh, also I, I learned that um, the first time I ever heard of Proto Martyr, uh, it was uh, one of their songs from the EP that came out just after their last album called the Consolation EP, 
on that EP, they worked with Kelly Deal, who's uh, the guitar player from The Breeders. Okay, cool. She, it was her idea on that EP to say, like, hey, maybe you guys should, like, add some horn sections into these oh. songs, and it directly influenced them to be like, oh, the next album's gotta have, horn, you know, <laughs> yeah, horns on it. So yeah, they, they found works. their two or three dudes that are really, you know, good at capturing what they want, and yeah. they wrote these songs and, and just kind of, like, left spaces for... The, the horn players to come in mm-hmm. and fill out the, the the rest of the emotion, you know? Yeah. It really works. Nice. It's almost like a... I mean, it kind of follows... You, you're kind of saying usually horns brighten things up, and so yeah. it kind of uh, mirrors the thematic irony of the, you know, the beginning where it's, it's sort yeah. of this... They're like, it's, you know, they, they'll lock you up with a smile, and it's sort of this, like, subtle thing, and so the horns are almost this... This like bastardized brightness, yeah. if that makes Absolutely. any sense. Wow, that's great. I yeah. like that. That's Thanks. a good way to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The next track is called I Am You Now. What do you think of this one? Um, this is one of the ones that at first I like didn't like as much as maybe the singles or whatever, but now that I've kind of gone back and gotten more out of the lyrical content and more out of the music, I, I really love the message of the song. And by love, I mean like I commiserate with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I could tell, this song is sort of about... Uh, there's an immediate and direct reference to the remember that Pepsi ad that yes. came out in 2017 mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner. Yep, it, it just kind of references how big corporations and uh, kind of trivialize like social unrest and try to to capitalize off of it by thinking that they can like kind of become part of the conversation in a way that's going to make them money and also mm-hmm. seem like hip and cool yeah. and it does not work <laughs> clearly yeah. based on yeah. that ad and stuff like that but and that's what makes that lyric that that join the conversation join the conversation lyric, yeah. and the fact that they had that on the, the the reference was the join the conversation and they have that as a lyric and then in the Pepsi commercial one of the signs that one of the protesters was holding up in the Pepsi commercial says join the yeah. conversation and it's so ironic because all these corporations are so desperately trying to seem relevant and it just like tone deaf comes off as tone deaf exactly <laughs> yeah, absolutely so it's I mean, another perfectly on the nose image from them yeah mm-hmm. absolutely there are several uh, there are several bible references in here as oh, well which yes. I thought was kind of interesting there's a reference from uh, the book of Daniel weighed and found wanting yes that's um, right which I don't know exactly where that's from but I think it's you know I don't know interesting yeah at least. I agree mm-hmm. it's weird that they mix in so many Bible verses that don't they don't sound like Bible verses they're just mm-hmm. like really you know they, they work for the song and then you go back and, and see that they're they're I, I don't know if they're uh, if they're trying to tie like tie together the idea of, of maybe like how maybe modern corporate like modern religion is almost corporate and stuff like yeah, that too and yeah, that's, that's true know, that's just kind of like a little side note <laughs> that's a good thought I mean I, don't, yeah. I, I would imagine they seem pretty intentional with everything they're mm-hmm. putting in there so I imagine that that was definitely a, a thought that they had for yeah, sure yeah definitely um yeah, it's like, just, oh, sorry, got no, no, no. You, you oh, well, I just <laughs> was gonna mention just how I liked, uh, just to go along with how angry they seem at these mm-hmm. things. That the 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 music is mostly aggressive, and the lyrics are mostly just kind of shouted out in yeah. Joe Casey's really specific kind of almost deadpan. It's he he doesn't sing. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he sings like once on the album or any of the yeah. albums. Really, it's. It's it's sort of like some minor melody while he just kind of like shouts out really poignant words. <laughs> totally, yeah. I think um, yeah they leave sort of the the melodic content to the guitars and yeah, the horns, and which stuff I like, like a that, lot. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the guitar riff um, and the one I think it was like the break after the mm-hmm. first verse of this song is so cool. It is really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah for such a, a an aggressive sort of 
uh, a band that you would it's a band that you wouldn't think would have a lot of catchy hooks and things mm-hmm. like that but there's some some nice guitar lines and really? nice horn lines that kind of stuck in my ear um, so it was, it was cool to have that even though I wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. or wanting that out of this album yeah it's exactly a nice little treat they can do it all yeah. yes <laughs> cool the next song is the aphorist yeah. which is I guess that's how you pronounce that I think so yeah I had to look up what aphorisms were Me also too. which is kind of nuts but yeah. I figured that they are basically just kind of like without using the flowery language of proverbs just kind of ubiquitous sayings or universal kind of sayings we all sort of understand yeah. I got the vibe that they were also supposed to be like almost platitudinous exactly in a way. Yeah, yeah sort yeah. of like substanceless uh, yeah, uh, yeah the one that I the the, the example that I I most most uh, here most often I guess is is uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it which mm-hmm. is just like what does that even mean, that even mean? I, I say that all like the time, it doesn't mean I'm the aphorist really. um, well yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah <laughs> I like the idea that, that they're taking the word aphor I've, I've never heard anyone use the word aphorist and so I think that that's just a cool yeah. cool image I, I love that a lot um, the swing groove also felt a little bit like cheeky and sarcastic yeah absolutely um, which yeah this album feels a little bit like sarcastic throughout Absolutely, I think yeah. is, a, is a word I would use to describe the tone um, pretty, pretty sad and sarcastic yeah. uh, I really really loved um, the the first verse where they, mm-hmm. they oh yeah they, they reference um, or they compare how people kind of mow like their lawn in mm-hmm. these certain patterns to how how the Nazca lines were made yeah. in order to to uh, appeal to or like reference towards some higher kind of some someone's watching I guess yeah. basically but also how uh, maybe Joe gets criticized in his lyricism for maybe just saying clever things without having meaning but them ha- actually having meaning and stuff like yeah. that you know that it, it is is he just an aphorist with his totally. with his uh, with his lyricism, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, actually, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's an amazing lyricist. Yeah, but I think that that self doubt is something that just all artists face. Even Absolutely. though we're sitting here like getting our minds blown by his incredible lyrics, he's mm-hmm. like, maybe they're all aphorisms, clever patterns yeah. in his lawn. <laughs> I know, which I like. Oh, I like that. I idea. actually wrote the whole first verse down because I think it's my favorite image on the album. It's uh, mm-hmm. for everybody that wants to know. It's probably my favorite favorite verse here. It's um, we're all mowing esoteric patterns in the grass. A fast and fading echo of ancient Nazca man who carved his lines upon the desert floor in hopes to catch the eye of some forgotten god to delight a passing thunderbird or win patronage of a sky jaguar knit of stars. Whoa. Get out of here. And that's like most how most of the lyrics are in this album where you just have to like piece each word together like yeah. line I had by to line. Read that like several times. Every, lo- every word in the, it just gives you a new like oh wow yeah. oh wow you know. Yeah, I think the song might be I don't I don't know for sure, but it might be referencing the whole thing might be like a diss track. Uh, he references in one of the verses uh, a particular writer for Pitchfork mm-hmm. that I think doesn't like Proto Martyr very much. Yeah. And so I think this my impression that it is that this this song might be a bit of just the whole thing be a bit of a dig on that a guy. Bit of a dig, just, yeah, actually did you see the he tweeted. Yeah, he yeah. saw it. Yeah. The, 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 I wish I knew his name, but you know what? Screw him. I think uh, it was like Ian something. Yeah, Sorry, Ian, if that's yeah. not your name. <laughs> I, I like Proto Martyr. Yeah. I also like Pitchfork though. No, I do too. No. I actually yeah. applied for a job for Pitchfork one time, but I didn't get it. So <laughs> well, keep applying. Do yeah. Again, well now that now that I know Proto Martyr doesn't like Pitchfork, I might change my mind. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I'm just kidding. I'd take a job at Pitchfork if anyone from Pitchfork's listening. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I used the words uh, bastardized. Uh, what, what did I say earlier? Oh, oh um, it was good. 
You said uh, a good sentence. Uh, oh, shoot. Bastardized brightness. That's the kinds of words I could give to you, Pitchfork. Yeah, that, so, yeah, so, yeah, so hire me. Bastardized brightness. Hire me, Pitchfork. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What were we even talking about? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was just like a diss track against that guy. But yeah, it's sort of a... I, th- I think it's the debate about music criticism is really interesting yeah. anyway. Absolutely. Um, is it necessary? Yeah. I, I like... I think there's a place for music criticism. I agree. I yeah. think there's some really bad music criticism out there, for sure. Just but. like there's... Well, I mean, I was going to say just like there's bad music. But in my opinion, there's bad music. But whoever criticized yeah. opinion, his opinion to him is good, so it's whatever. Been a, it's been a hot topic in our scene oh, in, yeah. in Charleston, too. There have been a lot of... A lot of pieces written in the paper and stuff about whether criticism of the music scene is good or bad so it's definitely yeah. a, it was it was timely for for me and, and our scene specifically mm-hmm. for sure it was cool definitely yeah it was also nice uh, you know obviously the album's pretty dark it was nice to talk about something that wasn't exactly like death and yeah and, the, the horrible state of the world yes. even though it is kind of like i also kind of maybe uh i i kind of got this theme of of just the 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 well, it's a good word. I actually I was gonna look at uh, the the megrams mm-hmm. or the bouts of dizziness or sadness or melancholy or whatever it is, possibly inspired by the constant need for climbers or or, mm-hmm. or whatever the word was, leaders and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. to 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 seep their their yeah. agenda into your brain all the yeah. time, and it's just like an exhausting yeah. kind of thing to have to like go through life. Yeah, yeah that's true. With. Even even a song about just like writing music, it still has has you know, undertones of depression and, and yeah, darkness. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. definitely a definitely a heavy song regardless. <laughs> yeah, can't for can't sure. get too far from it with uh, with this band, I guess. I know, not at all. June twenty first is the next song, um, and I thought the who the feature, the female vocal was a really nice, you know Yeah, touch. that's actually yeah. uh halfway Yes. She uh, is in Pine Grove sometimes. Wait, really? She plays keyboard and sings in Pine Grove occasionally. Oh, that's her name is Nandi. Nandi uh, uh I forget her name. Rose. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah, I looked that up and I was like, Oh, if Brennan didn't find this piece of trivia, he's gonna love that's this. Because I, I knew she had a solo project, I just hadn't checked it yeah. out. Well and... she actually just put out a new album album as well and it's fantastic Whoa. so if you want to go check out Half Wave she's amazing yeah. Pine Grove for people who don't know if I, Pine Grove is my favorite band in the world so <laughs> it's cool that uh, that she was I had no idea that's yeah, so cool pretty neat yeah um, I, I recognized her just from like her stuff but I also remember seeing a video of her playing with Pine Grove and just not really mention just like oh she's in Pine Grove and then kind of like putting it all together even this morning where I was like doing some research yeah. I was like oh my gosh whoa that's crazy. That's but crazy, because yeah. I saw the half wave and thought it sounded familiar. I probably saw it on mm-hmm. social media or something and just never checked it out. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. Wow. Cool. Interesting. I uh, I didn't really know what this song was about. I think it might have been about the cops again, or like, you know, police brutality. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel like it, you know, just general systemic negativity, but I didn't feel like it really added any new information to mm-hmm. the conversation that the album was really trying yeah. to have. Okay. Um, you know, it was just another one. I was like, yeah. Stuff sucks right now. Right. <laughs> that was, you know, which is true, and it does a great job of articulating that, but I just felt like this was might have been one of my least favorite, uh, in the context of the whole album, mm-hmm. I liked the song, but in in the context of, of what the other songs were sort of saying, I was kind of like, yeah, you already kind yeah, of said that. I feel you. Um, which is fine, I guess, yeah. but... Um, for me, I kind of picked up on this song. I know that they're from Detroit. Um, I, I kind of, like, saw this as them looking back on the... The living in Detroit, I mean, specifically during the summers, June 21st, obviously, being mm. the beginning of summer and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's all sad. <laughs> the imagery is all kind of sad. Sure. But it, it just kind of like, to me, was maybe some bit of nostalgia kind of for them, possibly. 
yeah. uh, Living in the City. But I actually really, this was one of the first songs that I listened to that wasn't a single on the album, obviously, when I was listening mm-hmm. to it in order, that I was like really, really into. I, I love this Interesting. song. This is one of my favorites on the yeah. album, actually. Wow. Um, which is funny because we usually, we have, usually like, agree. Yeah, we yeah. similar taste. <laughs> I, I love this song a lot. I think the 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 the, the nostalgic, in my view, kind of content mixed with almost the 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 music, especially when the chorus comes in, is almost kind of uh, demented sounding. It's a little mm-hmm. it's a little frantic and kind of scary. Yeah. Um. But it, it just says uh uh, what what is the lyric um. Summer in the city bring me low. Just kind of like the sadness of like being hot and and being kind of trapped in in a place that's it's your home, but maybe not. So say at one point it says, um, "Stay away from the BP at night" or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of like being like, "This is you know where I am, uh, but it's not it's not a great place." I guess. Yeah. So, no, those are cool thoughts. I, I guess I took out of it. Or yeah, I, I guess I never really it. considered like the familiarity mm-hmm. um, of of some of the imagery which is kind of cool right it definitely adds like another layer that I hadn't considered yeah. so. and also the, you know Half-Life's uh, well, Wave Half-Life Half-Wave's <laughs> uh, uh, Nandy's uh, vocal kind of you're right it it, it, it starts the song off on a, com- a kind of a different note because you don't yeah. it's the first kind of outside voice you hear other than Joe's mm-hmm. on the album and stuff like that and his is so distinct and really like characterizes their music it was, it was definitely added a, a, a welcome twist yeah, I think definitely. to the the tracks, especially this deep end, you know, you're starting mm-hmm. to, my ears are starting to get a little tired yeah, from, know, the, from the darkness real. and the heaviness. Um, so it was, I, I liked it aesthetically for sure. Mm-hmm. I just thought that on my first, you know, I've only, I've only listened to the album like three or four times. So like just the first few times through it was the thematic content was maybe a little bit worn out to mm-hmm. me, but uh, maybe after hearing your thoughts, I might give it another listen and like it more. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, no what did, you, did you like the flies at the end? The flies, yeah, yes. the, like, the found sound thing. Crazy, yeah. I don't know if it's found. But, I don't either. Um, I was trying to figure out what. It sounded pretty clean exactly. to be a found sound, mm-hmm. but um, it was definitely dark. Yeah, uh, it just kind heavy. of sounds like decay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the next song is Michigan Hammers, and this for me is where the album like really started picking up. I mm-hmm. felt like the back third or so was so good. really good. I, I yeah. actually fully agree. This from here on, I was like, whoa, this album's amazing. Yeah, um, I agree. So yeah, Michigan Hammers. I think this one's just about like literally Michigan. Uh, where they're from. Yeah. There's some references to the different sort of, uh, you know, cultural areas of Michigan. Sort of, I guess there's some some more religious areas in the west, and and some um, obviously Detroit in the east is like the yeah. big metro area. Mm-hmm. So it just talk, kind of talks about the um, the different cultural identities in Michigan. Um, I thought the bass work was really cool on it. Like the bass part was awesome. I, yeah, I think I, I love. Uh, I feel like a lot of the bass lines on on the album and on all their albums are like very kind of bouncy and mm-hmm. and uh, but like they add to the darkness somehow. Yeah, I don't know. More it, more ironic brought brightness. Exactly, you know? more ironic brightness. The bassist's name is Scott Davidson. By the Scott way, Davidson. I'm trying to get better at learning band members' names. I know because <laughs> every time it's just like, oh, the guitarist. Yeah, but like, which I I enjoy when nobody knows my name. <laughs> I, I kind of when I play, I'm glad. I, I, yeah. I appreciate the anonymity of being a bass player honestly um but well, I, I, don't, I don't know if the other people feel the same way his name is brennan he plays bass everyone gets to know him yeah, don't worry about it um but yeah i thought the uh, the trumpet licks in this one were especially cool yeah i think I it was i think it was a trumpet. yeah it could have been i'm not a but, uh, uh what do you call it what are the kind of what are the instruments i'm not a brass uh <laughs> What is it? I'm try- I don't know. Expert? I <laughs> knower? I'm not a brass expert. We'll edit to that point. <laughs> I am not a brass expert, so I can never really tell what's happening, but 
Sounds good. We should, we should, I wish we could have saved all the pieces we cut out and just did a <laughs> massive compilation of dumb, dumb stuff we've said over the. That over would the be amazing. Yeah, maybe when we have fans, we'll release that as a. Yeah, we'll be like, hey, this is sounding a little bit goofier out of context. Woo. <laughs> yeah, um, but I thought the uh, I thought the trumpet lines on this kind of sounded like jazz fusiony almost. Yeah, I thought definitely. That if you sort of cleaned them up a little bit, they might not sound out of place in like a snarky puppy song yeah, or something. Okay, yeah, weird. definitely. Whoever's um, playing them is definitely like a virtuoso. It seems like they had, they knew exactly what yeah. they were doing at, at all moments. They had some really they had cool. some talented folks. Uh, I wish I knew who the the horn players were on these sessions. But, oh man, um, me yeah. too. And I thought the uh, the bridge on the song was really pretty. Um, the it bridges was, in the song is crazy. I actually yeah, it's about the one I of my favorite moments. The, in the album. I, I think it's a, it, I read that it was a reference to the Mexican American War, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. And how they I guess um, they were trying to invade the Americans were trying to invade Mexico and they couldn't get the boats close enough to let the mules off. Veracruz. Veracruz, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so they just decided to throw the mules into the ocean. And if some of them made it to the coast, then great. And if not whatever and so they yeah. ended up, none of them made it of course Obviously. um so all the mules died which is kind of tragic um mm-hmm. but they ended up going and once they got to mexico they ended up just buying a bunch of mules from the locals so all the locals were i guess stoked because yeah. they just made a ton of money off yeah. of these so Americans. america f- fueled the economy of the place they were invading which yeah is which is a really crazy image to just throw onto a song and yeah a really interesting thought i don't really know what the song's about either um, other than maybe Michigan. I don't know how yeah, the Mexican me, invasion relates to I, I was going to say, that's the only thing I couldn't piece together is how those two are related. To me, like, uh, some of the lyrics were, um, what is it? it uh, kicking a hole in the side of a brazen bull, a calf of gold, champagne bath half full. Yeah. To me, that kind of kind of said, like, the brazen bull obviously is the one of the most renowned torture devices of all time. Mm-hmm. It's where you were put inside the bull and burned alive inside. And the only way you could breathe was by going... You know, like breathing through the mouth, making that whatever the yeah. noise. Uh, so that indicated to me some sort of breaking out. But also, uh, the the calf of gold and the champagne bath were sort of like, like almost like elitist kind of yeah. imagery to mm-hmm. me. So it's kind of like breaking out of what into yeah. what. I mean, it just yeah. it seems like there's no good option really. I did want to read though that it's it's great. Um, the the champagne bath half full lyric that he says apparently was um, it came out of uh, they were hanging out in the kitchen while they were in the studio and they were piecing together like magnets on their refrigerator and someone had written uh, a champagne bath half empty and the singer was like oh that's like the saddest four letter or four word story I've ever read or whatever (laughs) so he just kind of like uh, changed it and put it on the album which is really neat that's cool that's a jam Yeah, I, I wonder when the listeners are going to realize that we get all of our research from Genius Annotations. Thank you! <laughs> yes! Genius Annotations, Pitchfork Articles, and Needle Drop Reviews. Yeah. Needle, pretty much needle drop, yeah. <laughs> I, I check Wikipedia for, like, bio info on That's the band, true, too. Yeah, definitely um, that. So we're definitely not great researchers, so... No, no, we're, we're learning. Yeah. I, I didn't go to college for this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I did go to college, <laughs> not for this. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think the I was you, you mentioned the golden calf thing. I think that's another Bible reference. Actually, I think it is. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. There's uh, I went to Bible school growing up. Um, so when there's one point where Moses, they're all like wandering through the desert because they just like they're leaving Egypt and God's like, I'm going to take you to to this good place. Um, mm-hmm. And then Moses goes up to on a mountain to go talk to God for a while, and he leaves for like a couple days, and then they make like a golden calf and start worshiping that instead of <laughs> yeah. yeah instead of God. And so Moses comes down all pissed off. Yeah. And he's like, "What the hell, guys? That's crazy! I left you for like a second. <laughs> yeah, and now you got this calf. Yeah, 
Oh, I also like that, uh, going back to the bridge, um, like that's the, directly the reference to the album cover. The album cover is a mule with, you know, blue, oh, blue or whatever. So they, I think they chose the album cover based on that specific passage. Of wow, yeah, I school. didn't even make that connection. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Interesting song. Have no clue what it's about. Me neither, but, but it is great. I, I did think... hammers. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> His voice is great. Yeah. On the uh, on the bridge, I, I just liked the, the... It was like a nice... It was kind of majory sounding, mm-hmm. and which is one of the things that I liked a lot about the last album is that they would kind of go seamlessly between these really dark harmonic textures yeah. into some really more majory happy chord progressions, and I sort of liked the... The back and forth, and they didn't it's have that. Jarring, as, yeah. yeah, they didn't have that as much on this album, but this bridge in particular was mm-hmm. a good example of, of that, and so I, I really liked that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think this is one of my favorite tracks for sure. Tranquilizer is the next track, right? Yes, yes, yes. You uh, said that so aggressively. Tranquilizer. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like how he says it on the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. So it sounds like a kid's like commercial when they're like, yeah. super soakers. Super <laughs> soakers. It's like an ad for like horse tranquilizer. <laughs> Shoot your friends. <laughs> Uh, this is one of the first songs, I mean, I think this was the first song that I, I was like immediately like, oh my god, I love this song. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's cool. It starts off with that really great uh, bass line. Everything's really subdued, mm-hmm. and most of the lyrics are just kind of like Joe kind of frantically just kind of like uh, repeating the same kind of words over and over again, sort of about just like pain and like the dissolving of pain via tranquilizers or whatever and then it 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 explodes into the chorus that just kind of like shakes your head it almost sounds like someone taking a buzz saw to something metal it's just the the guitar uh holding out this kind of one note and just screaming and it's just kind of like to me um parallels the the feeling of 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 being um uh, medicated almost mm-hmm. and the the lyric where uh, he's like 30 seconds left in a gold light might be the feeling of kind of like whatever peace you were feeling with whatever you were on fading away into the 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 pain that you feel usually I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I also love I, I learned another word in this one which was uh, uh, Hem- hemadryads? Hemadryads? Yes, I can't yeah, remember the, the exactly. Greek, Greek yeah. mythological creatures. They're like right? wood nymphs, basically, in Greek mythology, but they, they specifically, like, um, they, uh, they bond to, like, a particular tree in the woods, so it kind of, like, seems like he's, he's building himself up to be this kind of, like, standalone, kind of, like, rigid structure in his, in his depression, and that maybe parts of of either his the light that he feels in him, or even the medication, like whatever that influences, is kind of this homodryad kind of like peeking out uh, of his mm-hmm. his rigid rigid frame is yeah, kind of how yeah. I, I took that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. But I, yeah, great way to kind of describe depression. Totally. Yeah, I kind of read it as like the nymphs being the drugs, and yeah, like yeah. he's like the tree, and they sort of bonded themselves. Yeah, to, exactly. To yeah, it's it's cool. I also thought the melody was cool and rhythmic in this one. Um, yeah, me really too. Cool. Interesting. Uh, it was one of the more interesting. I feel like you know you know my melodies in the whole thing uh, for the verses especially kind of being subdued and then blown up like I said. So yeah, yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then the next song actually starts with a reference to uh, to tranquilizers. Yeah, so, yeah immediately. The, Just references tranks. So it's sort of a I think I guess a continuation. Um, of it, and I think that it seems to be like maybe a some kind of drug trip, or like a, a pre-death dream or something mm-hmm. where he maybe sees the future, or something like that. Um, and it's just really a crazy 
wild take on what he thinks the future will look like. In yeah, that, in my interpretation of it, I like that. I think I also pulled some of sort of a. It just seems like they're they're. I mean, one of the lyrics is to those who always have it, money is no matter. Uh, uh, there are parts in this song that I think definitely talk about our healthcare system and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and how it's 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 really easy to uh, to have not have that on the forefront of your mind as a, like a really important thing that people need when you don't have to worry about it. Basically, you have like the it's all financially motivated. Um, which is, you know, another sad yeah. thing we have to deal with in our yes. American lives. Love <laughs> it here. Uh, you know, like, to, to the degree we have here, and then I'm sure to even worse degrees in a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Pulled apart by the absence of what sustains us, our health, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Musically, I really liked the sort of driving rocky kind of feel. It was a nice kind of sort of break from the trancey grunge Yeah, vibes. definitely. This one's the most, uh, I would say, like, Beat one, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it seems a little more like middle of the road, like it's yeah, not it's not as dark, I guess. As, like, yeah, like you totally. said there. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lyric on here that I think kind of sums up the album thematically pretty pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really liked. It just says the past is full of dead men. The future is is a cruelty. Resign yourself. Hey, have you heard them say ultimate success today? Yeah. And that if I had to like give a few lines to some of the album that That's seems great. like a pretty pretty good one to me uses the title in it which yeah. is one of like three or four times that that title is actually mentioned a few times mm-hmm. in each song you know which is really yeah. cool I also found out that when he says in these hungry times mm-hmm. uh, these hungry times is the name of his blog he has a blog oh, called cool. these hungry times so cool. he, he's kind of like talking about that yeah. I also really love a little the, self plug there in the middle yeah <laughs> really really fun I love that I was like oh I should do that sometime yeah. I, I really love the mention um, I can't remember the full lyric but basically he mentions uh, a coin or a shell by proxy and how people used to barter with shells and the coin came in as a way to to get rid of the discrepancy between like the size of shells like deciding value and just being like this is this is the one value we have and like there's no there's no like you know it, it just kind of like leans into the idea that like our money's backed by nothing it might as well be shells <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah totally we're bartering with with things that are are kind of meaningless what a cool image to to describe that for sure it's, yeah yeah he does that all the time we're like man yeah that's i know it's a, a great image <laughs> that and then he um, talks about in the next line um boiling muscles in in um in like leech water basically i can't remember exactly what it is but uh, the specific muscle he's talking about, like, found in the sand are just, they're abundant and plentiful, but they're not a delicacy by any means, so it's just kind of like having to dig in the dirt to find, like, some semblance of something you can survive off of, because, uh, going back to the whole healthcare thing, no one's gonna help you if you don't, you know, have to figure it out for yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. Just the light crazy. stuff. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the light stuff, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, Bridge and Crown was really cool. Um, it's the next song. It was in three, which I yeah. thought was a really. I don't. I think it was the only song not in four four time. Yeah, I think on so the too. album. So it was just a nice, you know, a nice little break. Anything I think this album can do to to differentiate and and give moments of of newness is really nice because that, as with any difficult album, I think one of my hardest, one of my one of the things I had a hard time with was just the endurance it took to, yeah. to get through it because it is really dark <laughs> and it yeah it pummels you that's a good good way to put it so any time when you know they have um, halfway f- on a track or when they put it in 3-4 when they you know you swing anything to sort of break up the the industrial monotony yeah is great but also I think the industrial monotony might be kind of the point 
Yeah. Um, so I can't get too upset. I think it, it, it echoes the themes pretty nicely, and that yeah. might be what they were trying to do. So It's strange. Uh, the, the, this song caught me off guard at first because it starts off, starts off with that kind of uh, three-time, and usually I feel like that's kind of like a, almost like a waltzy, kind of like you're dancing, but when the, the melody line that comes in over it before the words really start is like atonal almost and dark, and it's kind of scary, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of nuts. Um, but then, like you said, it goes from being that into being something a little prettier at times, mm-hmm. but then diving back into that, just kind of like the duality of having to deal with being alive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, the a lyric that I really liked on here was, sing what you're feeling and be surprised when the results arrive. Yeah. I thought that was a interestingly hopeful lyric um, mm-hmm. on an otherwise pretty bleak album. Um, and yeah, this song in general, uh, I felt like was a little bit maybe, there was a tinge of hopefulness. Yeah, I um, agree. On this, which was, uh, it caught me off guard. I was like, wait a minute, is yeah. he... Is he saying there might be something good somewhere in the it's world? It's semi-hopeful, but then at the same time, I kind of, re- I'm sure, now if we're going on Lyric Genius, we probably read the same thing. <laughs> sure, sure. But um, uh, this song also references kind of, uh, there's an uh, author named uh, Ernest Becker, and in one of his books, he asserts that basically human civilization as a whole is a defense mechanism or a distraction from our own mortality. Basically, whoa! So it's just kind of <laughs> I like I didn't need that on a Tuesday. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's hard. It's really <laughs> tough. But Bridge and Crown referencing in my brain when I think Bridge and Crown uh, at the beginning of the lyrics it, or at the beginning of the song, the lyrics it sounds like Bridge and Crown is like a, almost like a hotel or a bar or something you would go to. But then as the song goes on, it it's it's it states you're you're left with your Bridge and Crown, meaning uh, dealing with your own mortality or like considering your own existence kind of rolls your head off when you're only, you're only really like it, 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 our, our small dreams and wishes that we have in life are slowly pushing our bodies down the line until nothing's really left but our consciousness. Oh my so God. I actually thought, so I, I like what you said about like the, the hopefulness, but I actually got some really dark stuff out of this song. Yeah, I mean, I did too, but I think I missed that. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't find that information. But holy cow, that yeah. is that's gonna. I'm gonna be probably mulling that over. Yeah, for quite and some this was time. the song we were talking about at the beginning um, that they mentioned is sort of the culmination of like their five act play, which is the five albums they put out. And I think this is the one that they were sort of like. This is kind of the gist of proto proto martyr which is really like oh god <laughs> oh god <laughs> but i mean it's it's like i've said this word a couple of times it's like poignant and it, it mm-hmm. i think it really resonates with me so yeah likewise so yeah sad. It's, it's just so <laughs> profoundly sad yeah yeah it's I, great. Uh, yeah on a, on a musical note uh i think it's hilarious that they got away with a bass clarinet on a post-punk song yeah it's absolutely sick. yeah i can't I believe that how many so i feel like there's horns on the entire album which is mm-hmm. like we've talked about it's never really yeah. happened before but yeah it, it just like yeah. it, it it's strange that they're able to work it in so work well. it in. i actually have the the that line stuck in my head right mm-hmm. now i haven't been able to get that out of my yeah, head all great. morning it's so good it is really good it just kind of like it's pretty and if you put it somewhere else, like you said, and added it to like a different song, it would be like a, a pretty hook. But it just kind of adds to like the we're all just kind of walking towards you know, the general the end. <laughs> yeah. of this album. Yeah, towards yeah. towards the crazy. Yeah. What 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 was the word? Um, this word about sadness that I had to look up. Uh, Magrim. Yeah, the general magrim that Magrim's this album brings about. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Melancholy. Yeah. It's bad, but great. <laughs> Uh, the final track uh, on this album is called Worm in Heaven, and I thought it was a crazy concept, like dying and going to heaven, but only being a worm yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Uh, the lyric that stuck out to me the most on this was, I am the worm in heaven, so close to grace, could lick it off the boot heels of the blessed. Yeah. Like, what? The bo- so, uh, Worm in Heaven is actually a, also a biblical reference. Oh, um, I actually looked that. up. It's, it's from Psalm 22 oh. 6. I haven't okay. heard the Bible, so I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> but basically, the Bible verse is I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. Whoa. Yeah. Which Whoa. is really nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, all you can do to fight mortality is leave your mark in the dirt, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah. Being a in, yeah, like you said, being a in heaven is a really crazy concept. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of the, from the Francis Quinlan album, the the cockroach in your brain. Yeah, uh, wow, that's uh, great. Image. I, the, I thought the two seemed kind of similar, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how you come up with that. I don't either. I, I like the line, I am, so a worm. I am a worm in heaven, after my life they'll have me living out in the foothills, uh, foothills cleaning the gilded gutter. <laughs> Like what? Like wow! Like even if you go to heaven, you're still a, you know a worm. I, I want to read it. There's this uh, the, this little quote that I read from him, just kind of like summing up the song, sort of. Um, it, he, Joe, the singer, says, uh, "You carve what you can out of life, and you set up your stones, and you have your children to pass things on to. You write, and you exist, and you connect with other people. I was here, but life at the end of it says you are no longer here." You no longer exist. Your existence is gone in a heartbeat. And that's it. There's a way to look at it where it's it's not completely depressing. It can be freeing in a sense. As long as you know that your existence is fleeting, you have a limited time to do whatever you think you need to do, and the only thing that's going to remain is how you treated people and what you left in the world. <laughs> Whoa. I would love to pick this guy's brain. Oh my gosh, I like know. A, an interesting dude to talk to. The first song I ever heard by them was called A Private Understanding. Oh my gosh. And the lyrics to that are insane. I teared up the first I time. I know, I, I did it. too. Especially mm-hmm. if you watch the video with for some the music. They have great music videos that all like are really subtle and they, they're weird, but for some reason really add a lot to the song. It's just my favorite part of music video. Mm-hmm. But for spe- specifically for this the song Private Understanding, um, just to speak to Joe's lyrical like prowess, it's, it's basically like the idea like... Uh, it, it, it comes back to Socrates's um, um, theory theories on like individuality and like our places in the world and stuff like that. And it just like when you read the lyrics, that's not clear at all. So like that he can like he can weave such interesting narratives out of such crazy like historical or or really just dense philosophical topics is it's just wild so yeah, yeah. I, I love to pick his brain totally he seems yeah. sad he seems very well read too yeah absolutely. like all these references are really like kind of highbrow literary uh, yeah. you know got like biblical references and like Socratic but references he but it doesn't seem yeah. yeah he doesn't seem like he's coming off like yeah. I know a lot he's just yeah. like saying these things yeah. just like this is <laughs> this yeah. is what's been happening you know I think the band and the music really helps ground it mm-hmm. and helps it not yeah. feel like not so uh, heady and unapproachable. I feel like it just, it's so, um, the recordings and the production are so homey and roomy yeah. and raw and natural that I, I don't feel like I 
I feel like I understand all the music, and so that mm-hmm. makes the lyrics yeah, a lot more. Yeah, it's not particularly complex. The music, it's 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 almost a lot of the times they're playing like one thing for the entire song. And yeah. It's like a four minute song. And it's just like one thing with a little melodies here and there that drop in and out. But his lyrics just paint a, a crazy a crazy picture. Yeah, the, the the lyrics and the music work together very very well in an yeah, awesome way. Definitely. One thing I'll say before we finish up with this song is that I thought the outro, the never 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 thing, yeah. sounded like a weird like dark and twisted Hey Jude style sing-along. Whoa, like, yeah. a, like a dark Beatles. They're, you they're know? inviting you to, to come along and understand that, that <laughs> maybe like your existence is if, if it's not remembered then it was never true at all. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love this album a lot. Yeah. I I I just so just talking about Proto Modern in general. I I I've, I got into them like a year ago, uh, after their last album came out. Um, and their last album called uh, is called Relatives and Descent. I think it's probably one of the best albums, like especially of if not just of the decade, then like punk pro you know rock albums to me. I I think it just really resonates with me. And I feel like on this one they they took some of the, the similar themes and and the similar kind of vibes and ran with them a, a little bit, but also it, it just seems kind of like generally um, maybe darker or, or it, like I said, it's more well-refined. I think the production is, is generally like better on this album than in any other, al- other albums. Yeah. It feels very intentional. It feels intentional. Yeah. It feels very, it, lo- it feels a lot more full than their other albums in terms of like, it just, I feel like they, they focused a lot on like layering emotion and stuff like that, rather than rather than it being just like a four piece punk band kind of thing, which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the album. It's definitely uh, great. I, the The mood that I will have to be in to listen to it again is probably an introspective one, mm-hmm. and like kind of the same mood I get in when I want to go look at modern art. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. You it's kind of, kind of a, think about it. This is the mood that uh, not not necessarily that, but just generally like sonically and like. Uh, vibe-wise, this is the kind of mood that I'm in more often than not. <laughs> so this is this is definitely the, the Proto Martyr has become one of my favorite bands in the last few years for sure. So this album is gonna definitely gonna like stay on my my heavy rotation probably for a long time, just like the rest of their albums, which Good. I'm still getting into even their first couple albums um, from from their, the beginning of their discography. It's it's all good. So I was just going to check it out and uh, yeah. Go listen to Proto Martyr. <laughs> yeah, go listen to Proto Martyr. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, in two weeks, hopefully we won't have any weird delays like this one, uh, but in two weeks uh, we're going to be doing Sugar Egg by Bully, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, she's great. Um, so hopefully, you know, look forward to that one. But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, see you in two weeks. Yeah, take your go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs>